Night Talk, giving you depth and texture to the conversations that matter. National Student Financial Aid Scheme, NESFA spokesperson Slumez Skosana is joining us in this conversation. Many, many students uh, have been approved for funding in the beginning of the year. They then received uh, the funding, moved into residences, registered for university, and a few months later, their funding was summarily stopped. Uh, they had to resubmit papers, many of them saying across multiple universities, uh, and they are still yet awaiting response. Uh, the fund uh, cites clerical issues. Uh, many of these students have not received their first semester results. Many of them do not know if they still have spaces in residences. and Many of them have not received their stipends over the last three months. What really is going on? Slumeza Skosana joins us. Slumeza, good evening. Welcome to Night Talk. Really appreciate it. What's going on? Uh, good evening, uh, Oliver. How are you? I'm fantastic, sir. Go right ahead. Great. Um, let us start, I think, gee, I'm still sleepy. Uh, let, let, let us start uh, perhaps with uh, the reason or rather why um, uh, uh, Anisfas uh, embarked on a program of um, uh, strengthening its authentication and verification uh, systems. We had cases of, um, uh, you know, people submitting falsified information as a result of which we would make decision and therefore grant a positive uh, assessment of their applications. So that put us into trouble. Uh, the result being uh, a report that uh, was preliminarily uh, submitted by or, or rather presented by the SIU stating that undeserving uh, people have uh, sneaked through the net, you know, to benefit uh, from the scheme undeservedly so. So <clears throat> in, the, in our reaction and in the process of doing this, we had to relook at the systems that we're using and expanded, you know, our 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 network of information source or sources rather uh, in assessing uh, these applications. For example, while we have uh, in the past uh, maybe relied on, let's say, SASA information and uh, home affairs information and SARS, we uh, went on to include your very credits and so on, um, which. Uh, resulted in detecting, uh, you know, some of the people that uh, may have uh, hidden, let's say, their sources of information, yeah. guided by the major policy that the threshold should be uh, less than uh, 350,000 for a an applicant to qualify. And um, yeah, normally these um, issues uh, or other assessments would take place at the beginning of the year when the new applicants such as uh, uh, students from metric going into tertiary would come through and uh, such as when uh, the progression to the next level for those that are returning students uh, would happen yeah uh, but now yeah yeah but it's not the first time nesfas is made aware of the problem of students or applicants submitting fraudulent documents or withholding <clears throat> certain information it's not a new problem uh, why then does the fund decide in the middle of the semester to halt funding of students it may suspect to have submitted fraudulent documentation? Why not? Uh, why did the fund not apply these stricter verification uh, uh, measures a lot earlier? That is to say, at application phase. 
Yeah, um, we, 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 we did run the system, you know, to, to, to do that at the beginning of uh, the year. Uh, but as I indicated that uh, as we improve, you know, the, the regularity of running the system due to um, uh, the uh, possibility of, uh, of having people on board that uh, their financial situation may have changed and so on. This time round, after getting all these reports, we had to do a rerun, like a media uh, run of the system, which then detected um, some of these people. I do uh, understand the point that you're getting to, that uh, we could have misled each other at the beginning of the year to say you are funded and then in the middle of the academic year when everyone else has uh, planned their expenditures, then this thing comes up. But <clears throat> you see, the, the dilemma that you would have if you're administrating uh, public funds is that at the point of you detecting um, that there, is, there could be uh, some mischief, you wouldn't want to postpone reacting and, and, and dealing with the uh, alleged uh, transgression there and then. But what you would then do is to encourage those affected to make proper representations, those who know that they are on the wrong side of this whole uh, thing would not come forward. But those who are genuinely affected because the information is cross-referenced and there are people that uh, would say, look, you are, according to this, your information sources, I've, I've got parents, but I've never seen my parents. Like the students, um, the student leaders have brought forward some of this information to us and um, uh, given counsel that let it not, uh, let the door be opened for those that may have cogent uh, reasons to believe that they are negatively affected by this but, but, and but, but, their is different. There could have been a different way yeah. about going about uh, the re-verification process. That is to say, I you agree. could have said to students mm. who you suspect may have submitted fraudulent documents, hey, look, we suspect that you may have uh, submitted fraudulent documents or not enough information. We have some outstanding information or would like to re-verify certain sources of information. Please make representations before such and such a date. You have 72 hours, you have three weeks, you have a month to do so. Uh, Should you not uh, make the corrected uh, representations by then, your funding will be halted and subsequently withdrawn. That seems like a reasonable and rational way of going... Uh, about it but what instead happened is that they were summarily stopped immediately and then after the fact you said to them well we stopped it because of uh, suspicion that you may have fraudulent fraudulent uh, submitted fraudulent documents or that there are still outstanding information or we would like to re-verify certain information sources come and make representations that's after the fact causing a great inconvenience why then was the first model not applied no, I think I should uh, take to heart what you're saying, uh, that uh, there could have been a better way of dealing with it. Uh, but if um, if, you, if you look at it uh, the other way around, if you catch somebody doing something wrong <laughs> and you are not aware that um, there could be some fraudulent um, uh, activity going on, yeah. Uh, you wouldn't, uh, if you put yourself on the other side of the of the table, you'd look at the situation differently. But of course, in the case of the students, uh, given that it's a cohort of uh, people coming from uh, poor working families in the majority, 
And of course, taking into account, you know, the issue that uh, has been raised perennially of the missing middle and so on, you would know that whatever the money um, has been used for is education. And there has to be a human element to it. And uh, of course, to their defense and the argument that this was um, done uh, uh, probably not in so good a way, uh, I, I, I do accede to that. But if the, the door so, is open so, so if, you know, if, for those that... If you concede that it wasn't handled in the best possible way, should there then not be a much more convenient remedy to this? That is to say, we will then continue funding for all those who were initially approved in the beginning of the year. We will give you an opportunity of three weeks to make the necessary submissions. Uh, and should we not give you a response in the next three weeks, your funding will continue. But should we give you a response that we believe that you fraudulently uh, submitted information, we'll give you a weak opportunity to appeal this. If you don't appeal it successfully, your funding will be withdrawn altogether. It is not too late to correct what you have conceded to have been a, a, a sloppy way of going about it in the first instance. Well, your description of uh, <laughs> uh, the situation is sloppy. <laughs> I would not uh, want to give a room to, because if, uh, missed, if 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 I am the one that is defrauded, I also seek relief very quickly. Uh, but of course, in this particular case, I would say the door is open for those that uh, feel aggrieved and seek relief, you know, to still come through and make those representations. The door is not closed. At they, all they, all many of many of them have done so and are still awaiting responses from from uh, NSFAS. Explain to me the administrative issue at hand at the moment. Well, that that is continuing with those that have uh, come forward, but they have not come. Uh, in the numbers that um, seem to be uh, the ones responsible for uh, building up so much media coverage on that score. So, but um, we, we, we deal okay, yeah, with yeah, uh, you, such I cases mean, quite expeditiously. So in fairness, in fairness to yourself, let's talk about the actual numbers. How many students' funding was withdrawn uh, once uh, it, it, it came to the attention of Nesfas that, look, we may be dealing with a, a class action fraudulent matter here? Uh, and how many students uh, made uh, resubmissions? And how many students have been approved upon those resubmissions? Let's talk actual numbers to evaluate the scale of the problem. I think given, uh, you know, the fact that we have uh, opened the door for those uh, that are affected to make submission, um, please allow me, uh, um, Oliver, uh, I'm not a politician, not to sound political, but uh, not to reveal the number of those that um, are affected, you know, by this, because we still expect uh, to give people a chance you know, to make proper representations so that we can uh, deal uh, with those. And then in good time, uh, we will be able to uh, indicate what um, we have averted or what we are averting. I mean, numbers matter, right? In terms matters, of people right? that are reacting. Yeah, numbers Sorry? matter. So, so numbers will help us make sense of... Uh, the scale of the problem here. So, I mean, you're the spokesperson. You would have had these, access to these numbers throughout the period. How many people's funding was halted? I'll prefer to indicate to you, um, you know, based on the SIU uh, report, what numbers were involved in, even though that's historical data, uh, that what, about 45,000 were affected. Uh, or rather, yeah, by the by the, by the investigation, 
But as for the current um, um, defunding, I think we, we're dealing with it currently, and uh, the preference is that um, we give the report in due course once the exact picture um, is descent. Yeah. Again, uh, the SIU report is historical data. I'm talking about the data of this year. When funding was halted a few months ago, how many students were how many students funding was halted um for, for the reason that i've just mentioned i think uh, oliver it's what what uh, prejudice what prejudice would it afford what prejudice would it place you at to reveal those numbers it could raise unnecessary alarm um when you know the scale may not be that uh, huge uh, so we're dealing with uh, quite a, a big uh, number of uh, students, and uh, we have to be responsible is it, in is how it, we, we we. Is it close to the forty thousand to forty five thousand the SIU raised, or is it less than that? <laughs> Oliver, you are a journalist. You uh, uh, let me just say, it's not message, a do you not have number the, look, at all? If, if you don't have the numbers, just say, it, look, I don't. I just say I yeah. don't have the numbers. I'll get back to you at a later stage. I'll provide those numbers. It's, it's okay not, if you don't have the numbers. Not, but it, if you do, I think it's important well, like that you I, take the public well, like into I your said, confidence. Yeah, correct. No, no, no. Like I said, it's not a negligible uh, number at all. And I was saying to you, uh, Oliver, that in due course, we will uh, communicate uh, the exact numbers so once the people affected have been given... Uh, if it's not a negligible number, it means it's a large number of students. And what that means is that it will take time for uh, for NSFAS and the institutions to process uh, the re-verification and the resubmissions. That means it's not going to be solved no, overnight we, we, and not we, even in a matter of days. What then are students no, to do in the interim? In the, in the interim, students must uh, expeditiously get into contact with us if they, are, uh, they, they, they can present uh, the information needed. There are students who submitted information but, three months into it. They're still waiting a response. And these are students who depend on the stipend, who are unable to live a life on campus uh, because they don't have these stipends. They haven't received their first semester results. As you know, uh, South African universities are on, uh, on semester break at the moment. Many of them don't even know what to do should they return to campus uh, when, when, when most campuses resume the academic calendar next, next week. Many students are left in yeah. limbo. Yes, of course, they should return uh, to un to universities, um, you, you know, when they reopen this week, obviously. But uh, look, since the 15th of June, when, or rather the 14th of June, when uh, the status, when their status is on their portals changed, um, we, have, we haven't received that um, much number of people and, uh, you know, that have reacted, suggesting that, uh, those that have not uh, submitted so far uh, could be on the wrong side of our application criteria. No, it may not suggest that. It may suggest that they actually don't know what to do now because they've submitted in the beginning of the year. Now you're telling them, we don't trust the integrity of the document you submitted, resubmitted. And many of them have to travel yes. back home to get hold of a lot of these documents. It's not as though these documents are not readily sure. available. Many of them have to go through a strenuous administrative exper experience, such as, for instance, going back to a police station to verify uh, or get a commissioner of, of oath to verify certain documents to resubmit it to you. It's not a thing that they can do overnight. You caught them in the middle of an exam yeah, period, and, 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 and now a lot of them are stranded. 
You have a point uh, there, and uh, we have discussed that matter. But uh, I think uh, one vein of thought that uh, you have just uh, opened, uh, which I think uh, one needs to make known, I think, to management and uh, powers that be, uh, is the one that says what could be done in the interim, especially in terms of, uh, you, you know, the funding while we're giving, whether we've given the students enough chance to um, revert with a, a proper documentation. I think that one... So, um, I mean, the solution would be... I, I will take it forward. The solution would be, and I'm giving you one free of charge here, the solution is resume funding for everybody <laughs> whose funding was approved in the interim and then re-adjudicate the integrity of the application after the fact. Give them an opportunity to make representations. And once you've conclusively found that they have submitted fraudulent documentation, you then can stop their funding. And look again because it's but a lot of students see, that, are, that 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 uh, whose funding have but, been halted. But, but but then Oliver, I know. Thank you so much uh, for giving that uh, free of charge. Uh, that's very patriotic uh, of you to do so. Um, we will look into that. But I think in the meantime, the same should uh, happen on the other side. That as soon as possible and as expeditiously as possible. Let them come forward if they have any information contrary okay. to the so one that we have on the basis of which uh, their funding has been cut. Okay, if there's a student listening right now, as many uh, are listening at the moment because we told them we'd have this conversation, uh, if they yeah. submitted their documentation a month or even two months ago, what should they do right now if they haven't received the response well it couldn't have been it couldn't have been two months ago um because it only happened on the 14th of june so a month ago right so if 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 they then submitted their documentation a month ago perhaps even three weeks ago what should they do right now if they haven't yet received the response the response this the response should have been received but what i would advise uh they do is to send us an email immediately like tonight uh, and then I can monitor it the following day. Uh, I can make that commitment. An email to info at anaswas.org.za uh, because that you can do a track and trace on that one. And then let us see who has uh, the, 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 the information contrary to what we have that would change uh, their status of funding. I think that would be the best possible way to handle it. What is a reasonable return time, uh, response time that students should keep in mind uh, between uh, from when they submit their documentation to when they should be receiving a response? What is the average turnaround time? Usually the average turnaround time should be within 14 working days. So within 14 working days, they should receive a, a response? They should receive a response uh, that says uh, yay or nay. How many responses have you issued so far? Well, we have responded as and when uh, we receive uh, such uh, inquiry. But uh, many of them instead have been calls to us to say, look, uh, I am earning uh, 355,000 per annum. Uh, what can be done really because my situation just changed after I got an increase in my uh, earnings and so on. So they haven't be, it's been those of uh, that are really policy oriented that whether at the time of us discovering uh, that uh, you, your financial situation has changed, we can kind of flip over because 
Look, Oliver, also what is taken into account is that when the student uh, applies the first time, uh, the situation would be different from when the student graduates. It's a long, it's a long academic journey. When you apply, you may find yourself uh, being below the 350 threshold or being declared completely indigent. And then, in the first six months of your university education, your parent uh, get employed, uh, gets paid half a million rand, a million rand. And uh, basically, that ch- changes the situation uh, if um, we do the authentication or the verification for the next year, only to find that you qualified the first year, but the second year, your financial situation has changed. Yeah. So, yeah, that is taken into account. Yeah. Nesfos, of course, knows about the missing middle. What is done over there? Uh, the missing middle, um, Oliver, is, is indeed a serious matter. Uh, you are a South African, and uh, you will realize that even if you end above, uh, let's say, 400,000, affording fees to the tune of 120,000 uh, per annum for one child is very, very difficult. You may be able to pay for your first child, but what if you have two uh, at varsity or three? Or you may be able to pay for the first year, but can you really sustain paying? for one child's education yeah. over 120,000. So the government in that regard is working on a um, comprehensive student funding model that uh, it's not my space to comment uh, uh, in detail on that, but I am privy to um, the process that it's presently uh, in cabinet and being considered, um, you know, that model, which would take into account uh, people that uh, are in the let's say in the region of 400,000 or 500,000 and more but still need some assistance you know uh, with uh, the education of their kids so that is being looked into and it's going on but we also have you know as um, uh, NSFAS you know plans to embark on a massive drive of uh, talking to the C- uh, CSI community yeah. of South Africa in due course to try and assist, um, you know, those that fall outside uh, the the threshold that is presently uh, policy yeah. uh, governed. Yeah, Shlumezi, look, I'm 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 going to call you back next week, and I hope you make time to do an update interview with us, so that we, once students have returned to their university campuses, as many of them will next week, I would like to get an indication from you as to how many uh, responses have been issued and how many students funding has been resumed. I think that's an important figure for us to keep track of the progress. But we're going to have to leave it for, there for now. Thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. I Shlumezi. agree with you. I agree with you, Oliver, and um, I promise to do the best. Sure in taking uh, your free advice into account. Shlumezu Skosana, this Nesfa spokesperson over there. Let's take a quick break on the other side of that. It's the news.